What's up, my beautiful soul tribe, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 201 of Break Bread with BB. I am excited about today's episode because it was actually unplanned. Uh, It's a bonus episode, so I'm super stoked about that. And today, we're going to talk about burning bridges. And before you get the preconceived notion in your mind that burning bridges is one of those societally defined things where it's negative. I want to talk about it from a mindset shifting standpoint. You know how I am. I'm always about shifting into the positive. So we're going to burn bridges in a positive way today. And before we get started, I'm going to pause for just a moment, give you guys an opportunity to get your snacks, get your water, get your paper and your pen if you want to take notes or if you want to just listen, that's fine too. And I'll be right back with you. Okay, babies, let's go ahead and get into our episode. So burning bridges. I find it absolutely ironic because I was led into a Bible study um, yesterday evening, and my baby cousin actually leads this Bible study every Friday night. She does an incredible job. But what I didn't recognize is initially I wasn't even going to have time to watch it. So it's amazing how God works when, when the stuff like this actually falls into your lap. But the word and the message was being taught out of Ecclesiastes chapter seven. And she started with verse one and it says the end of a matter is better than its beginning. And, you know, she wanted our interpretation. And so I started to think about that and I said, but you know, sometimes the ending is the beginning. And so that gave me more insight into what I was going to discuss about burning bridges, because in theory, when you burn a bridge, it is the ending of something. It's a chapter that's closing, but yet it's the beginning of something even more beautiful. And so I just thought, wow, thank you, God, because he led me to something that I didn't even know was going to become a part of this episode that I was going to speak to you guys about. And so for that, I'm ever so grateful. So when I say the Lord works in mysterious ways, it's it's absolutely incredible. But when I said, you know, I want you to kind of shift your mind into not thinking about what society defines burning bridges. Yes, burning bridges definitely can be a negative connotation in the aspect of if you you know, scream and yell at somebody and you cut them off and you leave it in such a negative manner, or it's something that is so outraged, that's burning a bridge in a a manner that's not necessary, that isn't conducive to your growth either. However, if you have to conform in any sort of way, in a manner that is not healthy for you, then you're, you're becoming inauthentic to who you really are, right? And so, Sometimes burning a bridge is really necessary. And the the recognition and whether or not it's necessary to burn a bridge sometimes falls in our lap, you know, in a way that we didn't even see coming. But also you have to exercise discernment before you do so. And so I kind of want to just talk about some of the ways that I actually feel like are really good examples of when it may be time for you to burn the proverbial bridge. And one of those ways, honestly, is if you have a thing or a person in your life that is bringing you chaos and disruption and 
and causes destructive behavior, leads you back down a path of destructive behavior. In those moments, it's probably wise to burn that bridge. And that could look like anything from, you know, drug addiction to porn addiction to alcohol addiction to, you know, those things that we use to self-medicate. And those things will never, ever, ever serve a higher purpose other than to have you unravel and, and spiral out of control. And, you know, I'm never one that shies away from my past because the only way to, to truly face and overcome anything is to deal with it. And I always told you guys, I was gifted, you know, I was gifted at being a runner, but if you run, you can't face whatever it is that you need to face in order to burn the bridge that needs to be burned. And I, you know, one of the things that I really kind of want to say about running is when you run, it's because you're out of rhythm. And there's a word that they use in the, in the army or the military in general, I should say, that's called cadence. And cadence means rhythm. Well, I, I had to think about why I lost my rhythm or my footing at some point and why I was always such a runner. And one thing I didn't even realize is that back in 2004, I wasn't even thinking about having children. And I had saw a movie that, you know, I'm sure the bulk of everybody has seen this movie. It's American Pie 2, American Wedding. And there's a scene on or in this movie, I should say, where they're at the airport and her, they're waiting for her sister to land. And as she steps off the plane and she starts to walk across the tarmac, she says, cadence. And instinctively, I immediately said, oh, my gosh, that's totally going to be my daughter's name. I thought it was beautiful. Had no clue what cadence actually meant at the time. And so fast forward five years later, I birthed my beautiful daughter. I held true to the word and I named her cadence. But what I didn't recognize from a spiritual standpoint was that at the time that I was watching this movie, I was so far removed from my spirituality. I was so far removed from doing anything with good discernment and being able to walk into a purpose, a purposeful life or doing things that, you know, were conducive to my growth. I was spiraled all out of control back then. However, I was already blessed with cadence. And remember I said, you have to have rhythm. And in order to have rhythm, you have to stop running and you have to find that footing. Well, I was given the gift of cadence that grew inside of me. And one thing I will always say is that that little girl saved my life. She's my saving grace. And so God knew I needed cadence before I knew I needed cadence. And being equipped with that is exactly what led me to being able to burn a bridge. And so I want you guys to write that word down. Don't think about my baby girl, but think about the definition. Cadence is rhythm. And again, you're going to need to find your rhythm in order to burn bridges that no longer serve you. And so if you have, you know, an addiction to anything and it's okay, you know, I, you guys, I can say that I self-medicated with alcohol and I self-medicated with cigarettes and I self-medicated at one point with 
marijuana. And those are things that not everybody knew about me, but I'm not ashamed to talk about those things today because they may be helpful and beneficial to someone else. And so there's no shame. You can't feel shame in those things, but you do have to become real with yourself in order to actually set yourself free from it. And so you're going to need to burn that bridge of anything that's holding you captive. Now, Burning bridges, you know, can come, you know, things that are not serving you and that are not purposeful can also look like you holding on to bouts of rage and anger. And those can, things can stem from, you know, a traumatic experience that you face. We talk about PTSD and mental health these days, and we people utilize those terms so loosely. And so you have to be able to distinguish what's true PTSD and what's truly a mental disorder behind what's also being used as just kind of a scapegoat. And but rage and, and anger and PTSD are all real things, but they also hold you bound and captive as well. And so you have to be able to, like I always say, exercise good discernment. And so if you find yourself surrounded by people that constantly have you in a stage of rage or anger, then that's not the place that you need to be. And at some point, you're going to have to give get yourself in a position to walk away from that. And it doesn't have to be an ugly dis, you know, disruption to your life to where you have to make this grandiose exit. You can exit gracefully. And we'll talk about a little bit later how we do that. But another aspect of something that, you know, something that is a distraction in your life. And we talk about goals. You hear me talk about goals and, you know, your path to success and life and, and faith and all of those things. If anything that you have that is a plan for your life, I'm going to take that back because I always say plans change. If there's something that you set a goal for and you have the goal line, as you walk your path, you're going to be, you're going to always hear me say there's something that'll sideswipe you. There's going to be things that come in that hit you out of nowhere that are going to deter you or distract you from that goal. It's all about the bounce or the comeback though with that. But if you constantly see yourself being hit with things that are distractions, you have to figure out how to balance that. Balance it or let it go. And some of the things that I had to recognize, I was like, you know what, what is it that's distracting me from the goal line? Because I used to be a, a, a blamer. You know, I always blamed, I never really took responsibility for anything. And I'm sure you guys can relate to this, especially in certain areas of our lives. I think we all make excuses at one point or another as to why we didn't achieve or accomplish something. Even if it's something as simple as we didn't hold true to the plans that we had for the day. We, oh, well, we, I can just do it tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's not promised. Can you really do it tomorrow? Maybe you shouldn't push it off. But I look back and I'm like, man, I used to let FOMO be a distraction. That is probably one of the worst distractions that we have, especially today with social media being such, such a huge distraction. If it's not utilized properly and you don't manage your time efficiently and effectively on social media, it's a total distraction. And before you know it, you've spent four hours. One of the things I really love now, I have an iPhone, but it every Sunday it sends me like a, a report, I guess, of my screen time usage for the week. And it's a blessing and a curse because I'm like, holy cow, I can't believe I spent that much time. But I love that it tells me that because I get, and then I get to recenter and then I get to sit back and go, okay, well, how am I going to do this next week differently? How am I going to utilize my time more effectively? But I digress. Social media 
is a major distraction if you don't utilize it properly. And I was one of those people that I utilized social media in the beginning is because I had FOMO. I wanted to see what other people were doing because I wanted to escape my own sad little reality as opposed to dealing with the issues that I was actually facing. And I also would self-medicate. I talked about alcohol and things like that before, but I would also self-medicate with reality TV. I used to call it um, mindless entertainment. And I'm not knocking anybody for watching reality TV because I was that girl. I could tell you, I can quote, I used to go back. I was a, a faithful reality TV watcher, but I had to recognize that those types of things were all distractions from the goals that I had set for myself in life. And rather than acknowledge that those were shortcomings for myself, I just made excuses for why I could do those things and and why I had to push my my timeline back for certain things that I wanted to accomplish. But in theory, I was sitting my butt down for four to five hours of a day, binge watching seasons. And we I know we're all guilty. We are all guilty. And I'm not saying that it's not okay to watch TV. I, I would never say that. I'm simply saying, just like I said about social media, manage your time effectively. And when you start to recognize that it's a distraction as opposed to a a, a pause in, in the plan, then you need to burn that bridge. I've burned. I can tell you right now, I don't watch reality TV on any level. I don't read blogs. I don't, I don't do any of those things that don't serve me a purpose because I had a problem with it. I, I knew that I couldn't balance my time and I, I don't watch TV. You know, if it's not helping me grow spiritually or helping me grow from a business to professionally or personally, I'm big into personal development. You guys have heard me talk about that a lot. I don't watch it. I don't, I don't put that. It's what I call external noise. I don't put that external noise in my life because I know me and I know that I didn't have limitations with that. And so the only way to alleviate that temptation was just to cut it out of the equation altogether. And so I burned that reality TV bridge, if you will. Now, something even a little bit more serious, and this one's kind of tough because you have to kind of decipher between if it's not serving you or if it's something that you actually just need to kind of place on hold. And this one's tricky, but when I, I'm a helper, I am an, I'm a total empath by nature. It's it, it's who I am as a since I was a child, and I know a lot of empaths I've come across in my life can can relate to what I'm about to say. But when you feel so compassionately for people, so empathically for people, it can literally take over your life, and you can easily lose yourself in the midst of all of that noise. And when you are a servant, you know, and um, I'm not talking about being a servant leader. I'm talking about being a servant to people and you are helping and other people, but now it's become a part where it's now hurting you. That's a moment that you have to take and reflect upon to say, okay, wait a minute. How am I allocating my time? Am I allocating my time wisely by giving all of the advice, by giving all of my time to a thing or a person or an event and am, am I is it helping me or is it hurting me and I'm not saying you shouldn't be there to lend an ear or you shouldn't be there to lend a hand or you shouldn't be there to lend your time because 
I'm never going to give up. I'm a humanitarian by nature. I'm never, that part of me will never go away. I am an empath by nature. Like I said, that part of me will never go away. However, what I have taught myself is to reverse helping to a detriment or lending to a detriment because I, you know, I'm the person that would give my last to somebody that needs it more than I will. And I still, again, that's a beautiful character trait that I think that if you're equipped with having, you shouldn't throw that away. You shouldn't burn that. You should learn how to repurpose that. And you have to be able to exercise discernment. And so if you start to recognize that you're giving and giving and giving, because realize and understand that when you're giving, oftentimes there are people on the other end that are taking. And if you're not careful, they can take, 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 take. And all of a sudden you're at a point of depletion. And that's when it becomes hurtful to you and it becomes hurtful to your purpose and hurtful to your your progress and your growth in life and so you have to recognize that or realize I should say realize when it's hurtful and when it's helpful and please don't take that I don't I don't I know I asked you guys to take notes but please don't take what I just said and go off and start burning all these bridges with people and you're like oh nope I feel like you're a taker and BB said because here's what we're not doing today beautiful little souls I don't want y'all coming back and sliding into my DMs talking about you said to burn the bridge and and now I have nobody left I want you to exercise good discernment because you don't have to burn every bridge. You just have to figure out where you're going to position certain things and people in your life in order to still remain true. Like I said, I don't want you to start conforming into other things. I want you to remain authentic to who you are. And if you can't show up authentically who you are while you're helping somebody else or you're you know, lending your time to something else, then you're, you're not authentic. And so Again, exercise discernment. Don't start burning all the bridges. I remember I told you I wanted this to be a positive thing, not something that you're just meant to set on the warpath behind. Now, I also, um, oh man, you know how I feel about doing some trauma healing. And one of those things that you have to kind of work through is trauma. And I talk about this all the time and figuring out and facing it because when you have a traumatic experience that has shaped your life and and shaped who you've become as an individual, you have to relive it, right? You have to face it. You have to embrace it, but then you have to burn it. So when you face trauma, the one thing that you have to recognize within doing that is you don't want to get lost in reliving it. Because when you're reliving it, you're ripping that Band-Aid off. I say that all the time. It's like ripping the scab off the, the wound that's healing and then it bleeds. And then now you've got to wait for it to heal all over again. I don't want you to rip your scabs off. I want you to address those things. Again, like I said, face, embrace, then burn. So recognize reliving it and separate it from having to burn it and learn from it. So I, you know, here's the crazy thing. I always talk about how I had this fear, fear of everything, really. And and fear, what, what did I talk about in, my, in the last episode, rejection is redirection. I talked about the reason that people 
fear rejection is because they don't want to, they feel invalidated, they feel unworthy. And when you have that fear, fear leads to doubt and it leads to uncertainty. And then it leads to that judgment, right? So it goes hand in hand with feeling rejected. So is that really something that you want to hold on to? Do you really want to live a life of fear? So what is that? What, what, what am I asking you guys here? What do you think I'm saying? Fear is one of those, let's say it together, bridges we need to burn. And I want to just for a brief moment, I don't want to dive too deep into this, but I, as a Christian woman, oftentimes have to read certain scriptures out of the Bible and then I have to form my own perception of what it means. And then I have to go back and I have to research and what do other people say, you know, because I don't pretend to know it all. And the teacher sometimes needs to be the student, right? So I, I wrote a book, you know, about surviving narcissistic, you know, abuse in, in my marriage and on the cover, what a lot of people didn't recognize, and I've never actually really publicly spoke about is on the front cover of that is me. It's my body. And it's literally stripped down, you know, tactfully covered, but I'm, I'm nude. And I think about what that meant. And I know a lot of people would have said, oh my God, she's a Christian. And she had the audacity to put herself bare naked on the cover of this book. And there was a point in time where I would have allowed that Christian judgment to cloud who I was actually trying to seek the approval of, which is God. I'm not trying to seek the approval of man. And I don't need other people to understand why I made decisions that I made. However, I am all for educating people on decisions that I make as well. So yes, as a Christian woman, I put my bare naked body on the cover of this book, but guess what? When you are formed in the womb, are you formed clothed? We're not, we're, we're, we're formed naked, right? When you come out of the womb, you are naked. God created you naked. Adam and Eve were naked. And so if you're going to have a rebirth or a, a new beginning, you have to start the way you were created. Hence the front picture cover of that book. Then we talk about, let's transition into, because I got into kind of a heated debate about whether a Christian woman should really be wearing a two-piece bikini. And I'm a part of this group and I'll leave it unnamed. It's a Christian-based group. And so I always tread a little lightly because one of the things I've recognized in the past growing up in a, in a Christian household and being baptized at a young age and then rebaptized again at another young age. Um, I recognize that a lot of times, and one of the reasons I kind of fled away from my faith was because Christians can oftentimes be the most judgmental people they are, and they can make you feel unaccepted. And I got into a discussion about whether or not a Christian woman is exercising modesty or if she's showing temptation and leading men into this downward spiral of being self-destructive by placing her body in limited garment. Well, again, I just went back to why I cover, I posed for the cover of my last book the way that I did. However, now we're going to talk about my new cover art. If you've already been listening to season two of this podcast, um, you'll know, you'll see that my cover art now shows me in a red two-piece bikini. Well, it's a transition from my rebirth. And yes, I it's red. I chose the color red. I chose this cover art for a reason. I chose it because blood 
represents strength, power, love, prosperity, success, courage, but ultimately being covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. And nothing about that picture when it was taken was to be lustful or to be engaging into where I drew in anything that would lust after me in an ungodly manner. It was quite the opposite, actually. And as I transition, you'll get to see, and it's all purposeful. And so again, I'll say that I only do it to seek the approval of God. God and I have an understanding. God knows the decisions that I've made because God put the idea in my head. And I don't expect anybody else to understand that. But again, you'll see the transition over time as you continue to follow through. I I digress because I got a little far off topic and we'll go back into, um, I, I literally meant to tell all of that because there was a point in time when I was taking all of those pictures and I was making decisions that I made that for a split second, there was a part of me that was weight that was fearful because again, I didn't want the rejection. I didn't want, I was riddled with doubt and uncertainty, but again, I burned that bridge. I burned that bridge because I seek the approval of no man. And so I want you guys, when you're making decisions, I want you to understand that you make the decision, especially if you're a spiritual seeker, Make the decision for God, not for the the approval of man. And you know, I I the last thing I kind of want to reference just in that I'm going to wrap this up pretty quickly because I've gotten so far off my topic and my bullet points that I don't want to keep you guys too long. I want to keep all of these episodes under 30 minutes. And so, I one of those things with fear. You know, again, I go back to burning that bridge of fear because. Fear creates stagnation, and I never want any of you to remain stagnant in life. Everybody wants to grow. We all want to be prosperous. We all want to make a mark in some way. It doesn't have to be a public mark. It means leaving a mark for your family. And if you've got a generational curse to break, it's your responsibility to utilize that fire that God put inside of you to burn down the bridges that no longer serve you. And if you can't do that, or if you're not willing to do that just yet, just know that everything has a time and my time is not your time, somebody else's time. Don't compare your your progress to somebody else's progress because everybody is meant to arrive at the time that you're meant to arrive, not on somebody else's time schedule. So you guys, one of the biggest things I wanna leave you with right now, just to be quite honest, is that I know a lot of you are going to say, well, you talk about burning bridges, Brandy, but how do we do that? You know, how do I know, how do I differentiate between when I need to burn a bridge and when I need to reposition, you know, the bridge or or restructure the bridge, if you will? And I, I honestly, I will say this. If you're having to question, if you're having to question if something aligns with you morally, ethically, any kind of way, those are the moments that you know that it's time to burn the bridge. If it's not that it's affecting you detrimentally, but it's affecting you mentally or spiritually, then maybe you should reposition it. So I urge you to just, like I said, I asked you guys to take out a piece of paper. I want you to write down Bridget, burned bridges and reposition bridges. I want you to write a column, like a pro and a con. And on that burning bridge side, I want you to list out the things that I talked about earlier that keep you from your purpose, 
that are meant to distract you, that are meant to um, misguide you or mislead you, that are morally, immorally, and unethical. Those are the things that need to be in that column. And then on the other side of those things, look at them as, okay, I can, these are things that I can work through over time. And sometimes you just need to create distance. It doesn't mean that you need to wipe it away or erase it completely. Sometimes you have to place things and people in the repositioned column and just put them on ice for just a minute while they grow. Because again, we all grow and arrive at different times and and it's okay. I don't want you to X people out completely. I just want you to rethink about what it is that's keeping you from growing and cultivating into the things that you actually want to see come into fruition within your own life and look at it that way. And if you don't know for sure, then guess what? I am always an email, a text message if you have my phone number or a DM away. And so we can work that out together, period. I'm all about the mindset shift. I will teach, teach, teach mindset shifting until I take my last breath. And the last thing I want to kind of leave you guys with before I go is I want you to look at that list that we just discussed. And I want you to um, take this little funny thing about myself. Um, And this is one of those things when I talk about suppressed communication. Actually, no, I'm going to leave that for the next episode. I'm going to leave it for the next episode. Actually, I'm going to leave y'all with that. I want you to just go through that list, like I said. I don't want to get any more into everything else. I just want to say, do the homework. We'll reconvene next time. I love you, love you, love you, love you. Thank you so much for listening to everything I have to say. If you learned from it, if you feel like somebody else can learn from it, please like, share, and subscribe it. I will always be grateful to that. And let's all grow and continue to learn together. I love you, my beautiful soul tribe. And I'll talk to you later.